Welcome to the I Am Somebody, where every day is a fresh start. And I'm your host, The Mad Therapist. And today, we're going to discuss part two of Inner Inner City Blues. And what I want to discuss is, you know, not only the protests and what's you know going on with that, how the youth are leading that, but also the youth in Philadelphia are leading um, in the causes of death and you know they are dying and most of the time or the event they're causing the death. Not only are they dying, but they're causing the death. So the youth are leading Philadelphia and around the country in many, many areas and we have this uh, this title, this label called Black on Black Crime, and it has been uh, like a sour or a sore issue uh, for many um, people. It's like a hot topic, especially for black men. Um, would some agree that it is black on black crime and others say, no, this is not a time to be talking about that. It's white on white crime, it's Hispanic on Hispanic, it's Asian to Asian. And so the majority of times when you live in an area so close with limited resources, what happens is the survival of the fittest. Should it happen? No, it shouldn't happen. But this is in a, um, a result of systematic racism. So we're going to talk about that today um, and have uh, a couple um, black men um, that have done and that are active in the community. So they're coming from uh, a point of view of activity, a point of view of passion, and also a point of view of what to do, what they believe should happen next. Um, So we're going to jump right in. Um, We'll be right back. Welcome back to the I Am Somebody podcast, where every day is a fresh start. And I'm your host, the Mad Therapist. And as I begin, or begun with uh, our topic of the Inner City Blues Part Two, uh, on the line we have uh, Mike Carter. Uh, how you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Great, 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 man. And um, you know, I asked you uh, to join us this morning because of. Uh, post that you had um, on uh, Facebook, and I'm gonna go to it if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, and because it, it, it struck me, and you know, because it's something that's a topic of discussion uh, over the last couple of weeks, especially yeah. during you know the protests and then with the looting, and, yes. and a lot of people didn't want to really you know, touch on it, but you had different, you know, minds, right? Different mindset and different viewpoints on it. And so um, yours, you know, because you always, you know, have good discussions and it it struck me. And so, you know, just dealing with you before and partnering with you uh, in the Peace and Love uh, Basketball League, I wanted to bring you on because, you know, I believe that you, you know, you have something to say. You're a father, uh, you're an advocate, 
and uh, for the city of Philadelphia. And so I wanted to bring you on and we can have this discussion. So you go on to say, you know, you say a lot, but I'm just going to skip to the second part. Yes. And so you say, when I speak from the depths of my heart, understanding and experience, it bothers me to see an epidemic of children in my city under the age of 18 being murdered every three days. It bothers me that even during a global pandemic and national government shutdown, government shutdown, violent crimes have increased in my city over 26 percent. And so it pisses me the F off during these riots. And I saw rocks and bottoms thrown at the cops and systematic forces, yet we still throwing bullets at each other. Before you speak, I want to let you hear something from Channel 6 News. And the latest one, a 29-year-old man was killed. He was gunned down while inside a car in the city's Juniata section. It happened on the 4300 block of M Street around 2.30 this morning. The gunman fired 25 shots and then fled the scene. Investigators say the victim was on the block to pick up his girlfriend. And so we we hear that. We, we read the newspaper. We see it on the television. We listen to it on the radio. And that right there has to stop. So how, you know, based on your your Facebook post, like, speak on it for me, please. Absolutely. You know, this is definitely a, uh, uh, a, a time of uh, awakening, if you, if you will. Mm-hmm. And... For, for 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 many of us, this is the the soup that's been reheated. Mm. You know, we we know um, how we've been oppressed systematically. Um, but I think for this new generation who may have not experienced uh, certain things or may have just been ignorant or unawares. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're the most upset, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, the kid who grew up believing, you know, Santa Claus was delivering their toys, mm-hmm. you know, then you wind up finding out later on that, Hey, that was just my parents buying it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like the, the, the jig is up, you know, and the, the, you know, people are able to see more clearer, you know, so there, there isn't, there is an outrage, um, and it's, in a way, good for us. Yes. In a way, it's good for us. And, mm-hmm. and, what, and what I what I say, I don't I don't believe no uh, 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 outcome or uh, of goodness necessarily is from you know various uh, devastations and calamities on on an individual level. But when we talk about on a on a, on a national level, uh, you know it perception is, is, is going to be changing. Yes. And so, so that's the good that, that I'm speaking about, you mm-hmm. know, because I, I have compassion on, 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 on humanity in, itself. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and my compassion, you know, is always first and foremost with my people, yes. you know, and, and that's something that uh, people in general need to understand, you know, because everyone can be pro this and pro that when it comes to various ethnic groups. But it's always misunderstood when someone is, is quote unquote, pro black. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, if you're pro-black, you're you're anti the rest of the society, and that's and, and that's foolishness. You know, it's just 
I love my people first and foremost, and I love everyone else in that order. You know, yeah. just mine is prioritized. How can I not love what looks like me? Mm. You know, how can I not love what uh, goes through the same experiences I experienced? And that's the point that you know I really was was making in mm. our and in, in that post mm-hmm. is we have a lot of guns in our community. We have more guns in our community than opportunities. You know, we have more guns in our community than scholarships. We have more guns in our community than businesses. We have more guns in our community than stable households. You know what I'm saying? So we have all this access to weaponry. And yet, when it's quote unquote time to, I guess, let loose and 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 and, and, and go above and beyond, uh, all the all the guns were silent, mm-hmm. you know. But they're very loud when it comes to them being used in our communities, you know. And it's just like, hold up, that what's going on, you know? Now, mind you, you know, as I as I stated. You know, I'm not advocating for anyone to uh, shoot at a police officer or shoot at uh, military personnel. Mm-hmm. You know, my point is the same level of fear, reverence, and respect that our folks had in the presence of law enforcement and military. We can have that same reverence, fear, and respect for one another. And that, to me, and to many, has always been a major problem. See, we, you know, those of us who come up in in the streets, we know the streets is the streets. And for for those that don't understand, the streets is a separate world within itself. So things are going to happen when you engage in those activities. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it, 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 no crying about it. That's part of the, the game, as we say. But one of the major issues is you have people that's not even involved in the streets getting caught up. Yes. What they, they so-called, what they call innocent bystanders and all mm-hmm. this, when you got babies mm-hmm. and little children being, being shot and killed, you have pregnant women being shot and killed and, you know, uh, uh, elders, you know, being shot on their porch or in their in their living room or kitchen. They have nothing to do with none of this out here. Uh, that's uh, a serious problem. So the outrage that people uh, feel is, is definitely, you know, spot on. You know, people should be mad. People should be, be pissed. But here's my thing. Why should we not be already pissed enough to do something about it proactively versus waiting to the next news story that's fed to us about another black man being shot by a white person or, or, or police officer and et cetera? Mm-hmm. You know, that, ra- that outrage should already be within knowing that, guess what? This has been a, a 400, 500 year problem. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm mad all of a sudden today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the point that we gotta, we got, we, we really gotta get. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, like I said before, you know, the soup reheated. You know, well, how many times you gonna keep eating the, the, the same soup and know that no, it, it's not different. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't change. Mm-hmm. If it was chicken noodle, it didn't change to uh, 
broccoli and cheddar. It didn't change the French onion. It's still the same chicken noodle. Yeah. So to, to have that same, uh, I guess, bring that same energy. Went viral. Mm-hmm. I believe it's I believe it was in Fishtown section. Did you see that? Yeah. Which yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, a lot of people were enraged and upset about that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I pretty much you know grew up in my teenage years. You know, navigated through. The, the streets of Fishtown and Kensington and Port Richmond. So I'm very familiar with the with the culture and climate there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's always been a, a sense of, uh, I guess you want to say racism. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but more so, they're, they're, they're protective of their, their territories. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't got a problem with people being protective of their territories. Um, you know, that's that's what you should do. Yeah. And and they were protecting their territory. You know, they felt as though, hey, you know, we, we work hard, we you know, invest in our homes, you know, this is our neighborhood. We don't want that here. You know, you guys ain't gonna tear up nothing here. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't necessarily agree with how, you know, certain things were said. Mm-hmm. But in regards to the stance itself, mm. you gotta respect that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how we should be mm-hmm. when it comes to our community. Mm-hmm. Like yo, young brother, young sister, hey, we not we not tearing that up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that mark that, that that again when we go back to the to the to the looting. You know, uh, I'm not one that's like oh, uh, uh, nothing should have been done. But if you want to do it, then do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, don't mm-hmm. don't do it where it impacts you mm-hmm. and your people negatively. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you want, if you if you really want to lose, then 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 impact the people mm-hmm. that's basically raping and mm-hmm. robbing your community. Yes. Don't impact the people that do for your community. Yeah. And you gotta and you gotta know the difference because you know everyone's not our enemy, just like everyone's not our ally. Yes. But, we gotta do a better job of recognizing who's for us, with you know, mm-hmm. in action, not just lip service. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's what you know. With the Fishtown stance, I I can only respect that because mm-hmm. it's like hey, this is our community. We're not letting that go down. Yeah, and yeah. we we need to we need to uh, uh, have that same type of stance and energy. You know, our, our, our big brothers had it back in the seventies when you saw them with the Black Panther mm-hmm. parties and mm-hmm. and et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which that was negatively promoted yes. via media. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you put black on it's like, ooh, negative. Yeah. You know, these were community-oriented people mm-hmm. that was 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 was, was promoting self-reliance. Mm-hmm. That was promoting, you know, independence. That was promoting uh, 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 collective economics yes. and and, collab- and cultural collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it was doing. absolutely right about the make taking a stand do you think 
that the reasons that for some reason or one reason that blacks not and I'm going to say black men uh, don't necessarily take a stand. Is it just because of the Philadelphia, like the hate that, you know, exists for those who born in Philadelphia, grew up in Philadelphia, know Philadelphia? We know that, you know, hate me, you know, hating on you and don't want to really big up and all that type of stuff. Compared to, you see the whites in Fishtown uh, saying, no, not in our neighborhood, right? And you see the whites in South Philadelphia, not this target. Nope, Mm -mm. not going to happen, right? And so for black men, how 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 is that going to get started? You know, um, I, I don't have a, a, a clear-cut answer for that. Mm-hmm. But what I do know that we have to begin with self-love, man. Yes, yes. You know, because if I love me, I can love you. And, and, and when we talk about love, we got to understand, just because, uh, like, and that's an uncomfortable word in itself sometimes <laughs> in, our, in our culture as men. Yeah. You know, yeah. they ain't going to say, you know, I love you. You mm-hmm. know, we're we going to say one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, 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 you know, that's my gene, whatever yeah. the case may be. Uh-huh. I mean, but, you know, that's just, that's just how we're raised. This is how we're bred. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's just who we are. Mm-hmm. But because love is an action word anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, too many people just say the word love. Yeah. They don't necessarily need it. So exactly. I'm, I'm okay with how we vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I, when I, what, what, the point that I'm making is how many of us have family members, right? That we love them, but we don't necessarily like them. Mm-hmm. In regards, we might not like their ways, we might not like the way they go about certain things, but we still love them. We'll still be there for them. We'll still uh, help So that's 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 the difficult part in being able to, you know, see the love within ourselves, recognize it, and then allow it to exude uh, to those who we interact with. Yes, um, and, that's, and that's gonna take that's gonna take a lot of work mm-hmm. because that's gonna, that's gonna take. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use a word that is going to help us with that, and it's called humility. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. We don't have to humble ourselves and 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 and, and come together and say, you know, okay, we got to talk. We got to interact. That's why barbershops has always been so prevalent <laughs> in our community mm-hmm. because for for many years the barbershop almost been like our so called therapy room. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. men could just 
you know, uh, 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 be relaxed, yeah. let their shoulders down, mm-hmm. you know, and just mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. and just communicate. And, 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 and I mean, you, everything under the sun is just about, yeah. you know, discussing the barbershop, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, a lot of times when we on the ball court, you know, same thing. Yeah. You know, brothers is, is fellowshipping, you know, on the ball court mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, you know, so we gotta we gotta know how to start having uh, more dialogue with each other, mm-hmm. uh, uh, coming together, um, supporting one another. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, that that's important, man. Yeah. Even if it start with you know two people to mm-hmm. to ten to hundred to a thousand to ten thousand yeah. and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And just knowing that uh whatever we do should always be about the greater good of us all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, definitely the greater good. Um well you, you have some stuff on a you know on a horizon, you know, talking about the greater good. what's up with you? What do you have going or got going or you know uh want to pass on to the people who might not know? Uh, right. Uh, as of as of late, uh, I've been uh, I created two two companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is an LLC called Primacy Footballer Academy, mm-hmm. and the other is a five hundred one c three nonprofit called Project Primacy Foundation. Mm-hmm. And the, the 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 creation of, of Primacy was born out of a need, out of a necessity. Uh, out of a big void that I noticed with my ch- my own two children, I have a thirteen uh, year old daughter, I have a nine year old son, mm-hmm. and they've been playing soccer for uh, roughly like two and a half years on a on a a competitive level, and my children didn't pick the traditional sports that a lot of us you know come up you know uh, in Philadelphia or or in the inner city playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I had my children in all those different type of sports that we were accustomed to playing, but they just naturally gravitated to soccer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't force them to, to go into basketball or, mm-hmm. or anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I just supported them. And mm-hmm. as I was uh, a supporter and advocate of my children, I just noticed there was a uh, a huge disparity with the sport of soccer. Mm-hmm. Where with a lot of, so if you're in the inner city, the resources aren't there. Yes. You know, and so now if you want to go where the resources at, you got to, you got to drive, you know, an hour, mm-hmm. two hours where the resources are at. But then at the same time, you know, you're not culturally mm-hmm. connected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and when I say culturally connected, I'm not just talking about, you know, black, white. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm talking about, you know, people who just don't identify yeah. or they're, or they're uh, not cognizant mm-hmm. of who you are and where you're from. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of decisions that's made, a lot of things that's done, you know, like there's no, there's not, there's not a lot done where you're inclusive with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, this is not cool. You know, I've been, and I'm on this journey two and a half years. I'm like, uh, we got to do something, mm-hmm. and then they the the systematically soccer is so unaffordable mm-hmm. for a lot of uh, inner city blacks mm-hmm. and other minority groups that kids who naturally would have the ability to play at a high level 
won't be able to enter or if their families do enter, they won't be able to remain and stay long enough for the kid to actually get the opportunity to uh, be, you know, get proper exposure. Yeah. So, you know, I just buckled down and, you know, uh, started, you know, training my own kids prior to uh, soccer. You know, I have a background in basketball operations, mm-hmm. sports management, mm-hmm. you know, and I've developed, you know, um, some, some many children throughout okay. the country, awesome. you know, for over 20 years, awesome. you know, so I was, you know, I'm, I was already, you know, uh, in depth with training. Mm-hmm. And so then I learned, you know, the, 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 the game of soccer, I learned the fundamentals uh, and I started you know, having my own children train, you know, intensely. And then I realized, hey, we not, it can't just be about them. You know, let's build a community for them. Okay. Um, so then I started training other kids. And from there, you know, the parents were the one pretty much pushing me to do something. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we, you know, we want to see more, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, who do I go to? Okay. And when I would go for help, you know, it wasn't a lot of help. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in whether 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 white or black, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was like, hold up, okay, you know what? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna have to roll my sleeves up and and, and do something about it because I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna not keep complaining. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna be bitter about it, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm darn sure not gonna keep begging. Gotcha. You know, so and then I went and got licensed with the mm-hmm. U.S. Soccer uh, Federation, mm-hmm. and and now we we have primacy here, so. With the footballer academy, that's really going to be designed for children ages two to six. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, we have a whole curriculum for them. Uh, we're also going to be uh, enrolling uh, daycares and, mm-hmm. and preschools and mm-hmm. kindergartens into that program. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the project, uh, Primacy Foundation, the, the nonprofit, that's more so geared for children ages seven through 13. Okay. That's where... You know, we give them a lot, uh, high level, intense training mm. at, at from basically free mm-hmm. to uh, low cost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what we're that's what we're doing right now, and we're making sure that you know children of of, of, of the inner city, you know, beginning with our our, our black beautiful mm-hmm. uh, our children, our, our beautiful brown babies, and then it you know all are welcome, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to be able to come and, and, and involve themselves. Uh, with what we have going on, so we actually got a like a a, a fathers and, and special persons mm-hmm. uh, day clinic on Friday okay. uh, before Father's Day. Uh, I believe that's the June the nineteenth. June nineteenth, okay. Yeah, June nineteenth out at uh, Fairmount Park. So I got a flyer going around on, on social media. Okay, uh, people can uh, text me at six one zero seven three three seven seven three four, and they can uh, enroll their kid. We had. Uh, Couple slots. Okay. From not from nine to ten, mm-hmm. ten to eleven, and eleven to twelve. Nine to ten. Okay. Awesome. So there you have it. And it's called it's called Primacy. Primacy. P R I M A C Y. A C Y. Prime. Which Prime. means preeminent. Okay. Great greatness. 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 Now, first, now first rank, first in order. And listen, I mean, you took the bull by the horns, and you said, "Listen, yeah, I started with my kids, but." As we talked about, as you said, sometimes you got to take a risk and you got to stand firm and you got to be able to be creative. And with yes. the backing of the parents, you did that. So, like, you're you're a model for doing something to say, look, OK, we know systematic racism exists. We know that it exists in school. We know that it exists in sports. We know that it exists in our neighborhoods everywhere. Right. But I'm going to make a change and it's going to start with me and my parents are going to back me. 
and we're going to now go out and hopefully we can we, you can see the fruits of your labor, uh, not immediately, you know, yes. in the in the future. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, in a society where we rely too much yeah. on technology, yeah. you know, the more high tech we get, we need to become more high touch. Like we got to be ooh. more in touch with each other. Yes. And, and let technology be a byproduct of, mm. you know, our connection. Definitely. I definitely. That's that's good. High tech, but we got to be high touch. And, and, and it's going to start with us because our yeah. children come out the wound high tech. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, you are, you are you are so correct, man. That's why I love having those children. You know, kick the ball out mm-hmm. on the grass. It's, mm-hmm. it's getting them away from being yes. in front of the, yeah. the, the the Xbox, the yes. PlayStation, yes. And, and the iPads. Yes, yes, and the smartphones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So definitely, I'll be in touch, and uh, we can hopefully link up because I have some children as well, um, and I always like them to get a different view of what life has to offer. Yes. You know, especially uh, when it's outside and can get in touch with, you know, that which, you know, God created, you know. Yes. All right. So, uh, Mike, you have a, enjoy the rest of your day and um, I'll talk to you soon. Oh, thank you very much. And blessings be upon you and your household. Yeah. Peace. Peace. So that was Mike Carter, but it goes by Carter Mike. And he had some poignant things to say, and we'll be right back. back to the I Am Somebody, where every day is a fresh start podcast, and I'm your host, the math therapist. On our line right now, uh, we have uh, Big Ben, better known as Benjamin Slater. How you doing, family? What's up, family? How you doing? Great, great, great. Bro. Appreciate having you back. What's going on with you? Yeah, man, like well, always, man, like, you, you know, you, you fire, so you come with a lot of passion, man. And, yeah, you know, just... That's my life work, man, my people. Yeah, and listen, man, and that's why he's the individual who I want to talk to. He's the individual I want to, you know, collaborate with and engage with. Because Absolutely. you're on the front line. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You do more than just teach. You, you ain't just in a classroom. You're teaching on the court. You're teaching when you, you know. Everywhere. Everywhere. Well, <laughs> I got some of my kids, they 21, they in the neighborhood still. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting jobs and you know, trying to tap into to the, to the society and things of that nature. So, you know, my, my job is never finished with my students. So it's a lifetime commitment. Yeah, listen, listen. And, and we see it. We you, Real recognize real. 
can't, I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you can't, you know, make that stuff up. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just want to, you know, touch on something that you, in one of your posts, and you, you have many posts, but this is one that, you know, because I've been, you know, following people uh, on here, and I just wanted to get to something that you spoke on. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I speak candidly, like, a lot of times on, on Facebook and my status, because, you know, I see a lot of things going on, and I try to just, you know, whatever conversation it is, I'm trying to push it forward and just make people think about whatever mm-hmm. it is, different lights, yeah. you know, sports, academics, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, just seeing things from different perspectives, and, you know, I got unique views on a lot of different things, so I try to give my insight on things where I, I deem fit. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, because you're coming from a point of view that is not, I understand it's your point of view, but it's informative, right? Um, as you said, you, you're dealing with youth on a daily basis. Absolutely. Seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. So this is not something where you're just coming off the hip. So one of your posts that you, you spoke on and you say, um, nothing burns me up more than when accomplished people of color talk about black and black crime. Yeah, this is this 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 my new. This is really 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 burning me up, man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and 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 honestly, it kind of took me like a week to really figure out why. Because I I know I, sometimes I subscribe to comments and sometimes I don't. I, I really think sometimes it depends on how much time I got or who's posting what. Mm-hmm. But this particular past few weeks, it's like a lot of the comments I'm reading um, from people are are. are you know, it's, it's, it's black on black crime focus. It's, you know, we got to stop killing our brothers and we got to do X, Y, and Z and we got to embrace our people and all of these things that I agree with. Mm-hmm. The, the main thing I was trying to get at there is the crime, the killing, the poverty, all of that are results of white supremacy, racism, bigotry, and those things. And we can't address the results until we address the root of the issue mm. and when we get too sidetracked too often as a people um calling each other out trying to pull each other down it's it, you know it's the proverbial crabs in the barrel thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what i was trying to get people to to see in a different sense is well you know why do you think jewish people haven't posted all over the internet about jeffrey epstein or why do you think um, you know, white people don't talk about the Civil War as white on white crime mm. or Bernie Madoff scams as white on white crime. Why do you think they don't do those things? And I'm trying to just get people to think outside that box and stop talking about that. Yeah, we do have issues, but um the way I talk it up too is it's kinda like I got friends I play basketball with. Um mm-hmm. and you know, like like Mike Keys, that's my guy. It's like that's my brother. Mm-hmm. Some people love him, some people can't stand him, whatever the case, but that's my guy. I know that when we play basketball, it can get in a certain uh heated situation in certain competitions. My thing is even if I don't agree with something he says or does, mm-hmm. I'll never let the world know that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Those moments are for the car ride. Mm-hmm. Um, home and, and and it's time for for us as people you know if i see my young brothers doing something that i don't like 
Um, you know, that's the Bill Cosby way of doing things. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the back in the day, the chastising. And, and my young people don't respond to that. They respond mm-hmm. to conversation and understanding and telling them where you're coming from and breaking it down. Well, this is why I feel this way and allowing them to make conscious um, decisions after giving them input. So that's what I try to do. I just try to just give people um, different ways of seeing things. And, you know, black on black crime is just a result of what we've been through for 400 years. And, and if you think a 90 day pandemic is going to undo 400 years of what has happened to us as a people, mm-hmm. then we, you know, we, <laughs> we got to get back in the war room and start talking again, because we all got to be on the same page. And that's, that's what I want us to be. You know what I mean? And, and black on black crime, um, you know, that, that that's an issue, but that's more of a result of the, the poverty, the lack of education, the opportunities. You know, if we had credit and opportunities and education and, and money and wealth and resources, I, I highly doubt you see, um, you know, the, the quote unquote black on black crime. So that's the thing I was really trying to get at this week. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think people lose? Uh, that type of good, it's clear to me, I understood it, you know, and I think, but where do you think some people, they don't get that message, they may never get that message. So like a lot of them, and and the thing I said about accomplished people, because a lot of it, to me, I saw coming from people that I don't see in the hood. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, some people may work in the hood, or they Mm -hmm. might work with certain people that who come from certain places, but I felt like a lot of that was coming from people that you know, they live in, you know, certain counties and they they, they send their children to more affluent school districts. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not frowning or looking down because, you know, America is about choice. You know, I went to affluent schools and all that, too. Mm-hmm. But I work in the city every day. Mm-hmm. I live in the city every day. I give my time and resources to the city every day. I talk to students daily about the things that they're facing in their lives, the traumas. Um, in the home, outside the home, mm-hmm. uh, drugs, sex, violence, all different types of things that they're encountering. So I know uh, what's going on in the hood, probably more so than the, the, the regular person because I'm so tapped in and tuned in with my young people. Yes. So it just bothers me when people that I don't see in the hood, giving back to the hood, who may even be from the hood once they leave the hood it's like to me once you've been gone for 10 years mm-hmm. you, you you're no longer qualified unless you still got those those relationships unless you're still going back you can't live in the suburbs for 10 20 years in your affluent neighborhood with your affluent school districts and be qualified to talk about what's going on in the inner city like mm-hmm. you you're just not qualified mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. yeah that, that, i guess yeah that 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 grip it, it 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 does start to loosen up, and you know, absolutely. You even the youngest kid can you know see a a fraud coming far from you know. From and and that's the one thing about young people, I, they they smell phony. Mm-hmm. They they you can't lie to them. They know if you love your job. You know they know if you're there for them. They mm-hmm. going they going to test you to all ends. And a lot of that is like, I'm I'm just trying to get some of that. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of equated to you know back in the day, you know, the stories of Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. and uh, Nat Turner, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on their ways to freedom. Whether you agree with some of the things they do, sad but true, they had to kill some of their own people to push the movement forward because mm-hmm. some of their people weren't ready. You know, some some people were. Well, what if we get caught instead of what if we become free? And in those moments. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we don't need that. What if we become cold? We don't need the dissenters. We don't. We need unity. You know, we need um, resources. We need answers. We need opportunities. And you know, as long as we stay focused on that, I feel like we can get something accomplished. The second we start getting segmented with the uh, the, the politics and um, you know all different types of things that they try to present, you know, the black on black crime and these false narratives um, that we all have opinions on I, I feel like you know that that divides us we need to just stay united and figure it out you, you know what we want to get accomplished while we got everybody's attention yeah yeah, yeah no I, I definitely we definitely have you know the world attention absolutely and, and, and i don't think it i mean it was this video because it was just you know really really i mean strong it was a strong uh 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 they yeah. all been strong. Yeah, they I all, mean, they all, know, Eric Garner, they all definitely. been strong. Like, and, and, and the thing is, that's the thing about us. We lose steam mm -hmm. because we don't stay focused. Mm -hmm. Or somebody comes along with a little bit of money, mm -hmm. they put the money towards something, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, and we stop holding people accountable. Mm -hmm. We have to continue to hold people accountable mm -hmm. um, to us politically, um, and, and more importantly, economically. Yes, yes. We got to learn, like, man, my, I figured, like, coming out of this pandemic, we would see some change mm -hmm. behaviors. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was telling, you know, some of my good brothers, it's like, I feel that same energy. Like, when they talk about black-on-black -black crime and they post an article that says, uh, so, uh, people got shot, gunshots all over the place, blood, blood, blood. And, and the same feelings they feel about not this again, those are the same feelings I feel about us taking our money into these stores that don't support us mm. economically. Like we need to develop an economic base yes. within our own community because mm -hmm. there's no other way to hold people accountable except through finance. This is a capitalistic country. People mm -hmm. care about money. Mm -hmm. When you start holding them accountable to you, when it relates to that dollar, you get a different type of a reaction. It's mm -hmm. time to really unify, you know, and 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 stop participating in our own oppression mm -hmm. economically. Mm -hmm. And because you, you see it right in Philadelphia, every day you, on my porch, it, the two stores. The uh, you know, I got a store owned by um, you know, some people. You know, I you know, the, I got a poppy store, mm -hmm. a Chinese store. You know, we just want to use neighborhood yeah. terms. Uh -huh. um, not trying to be disrespectful. I don't mm -hmm. know where these people from part of the country is. They Dominican, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we got two stores, and literally, um, they own pretty much the whole business corridor in my neighborhood. They got mm -hmm. one, two, three, four Chinese store. They got a hair store. Um, they got a few other buildings. Um, and like literally they sell average products to my people all day mm. and they get inside their nice cars and drive off to Bucks County at the end of the night. One of my new like missions in life is to bring some business to this business corridor in my neighborhood mm -hmm. and give people some choice. I kind of want to open up a water ice stand right now for mm -hmm. my daughters because mm -hmm. and I, I, I counted it one day and they, they, they were selling two, three hundred dollars worth of water ice. Yeah, yeah. And not going back into the community exactly and I, I i i had a bright idea to you know i got kind of like a um a storefront mm -hmm. triplex that i own and i said you know what i should turn this into a water ice stand even if i only run it for three four months five mm -hmm. months for my daughters so i could teach them the power of 
having your own and ownership and serving your community and reinvesting in your community because these are the things unfortunately that I learned as an older man that I didn't get to learn in school because I was receiving that book education as opposed to the education that you really need every day but the things that I know now these are some of the things that I try to give my young men and women that I work with every day because um, they're preparing for a world that I'm not that I wasn't preparing for so and, and, and kudos to you, man. Kudos to you, Ben, because definitely we need more uh, black men like yourself, and especially teaching, because we know it's what they, I think it says four percent of the teachers are black. Yeah, but I, I could I could write you a whole story about why they black <laughs> and why we at four percent, mm. and 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 a lot of that. You know, because writing is what I'm trying to do now, because at some point I, I, I kind of want to be a professor and a published author, author and things of that uh, nature. So I've been doing a lot of writing about my experience as a black male teacher mm-hmm. after 10 years. Um, it's it's hard to take the most highly controversial figure in history as far as portrayal, sexualization. Um, meaning just black men in general, like mm-hmm. our how we've been portrayed throughout history, how mm-hmm. we've been sexualized. It's hard to take us and put us in the educational environment because of so many things that go on in the educational environment. And without going into what my book's going to be about, stay right. tuned. I just want y'all to know that it's a reason why there's not a lot of black male teachers yet. I hope to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, the way that the environment is set up, it's not conducive. Most environments aren't conducive for black male teachers. The one I'm in now, best environment I ever been in for black male teachers. Mm-hmm. Strong black men everywhere, strong black women everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about the environment is great. Um, it it kind of really renewed my energy because I was getting burnt out with teaching. Mm. I was at a spot for about five years that was um, kind of taking the winds out myself mm. on a day-to-day basis. And uh, once I hit this, that change of scenery at my new spot, um, I kind of started, you know, the, the life got back into me. So. Got you, got you, got your second win, huh? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm ready. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So listen, man, like, uh, do you, do you have anything coming up? Like, so you get well, right now we're trying to work on the plans to see, you know, we my at my particular school, we've offered enrichment and summer school to everybody, mm-hmm. um, which I thought is dope. Typically, it's like $200, mm-hmm. $300. Mm-hmm. We've extended summer school to everybody free. So if you feel like your child needs some more enrichment, you know, it's going to be by computer, of course, still. We're not at the in-person mm-hmm. learning, but, mm-hmm. you know, some Parents want that structure and, and additional support and enrichment for their children. So um, that's great. I got some about 10 of my students already signing up for that. Okay. We're, we're working on the plans to see, you know, are we going to be in person? We literally coming up with 10 plans right now because yeah. um, we don't know what the fall is going to be. Yeah. And um, I know how important education is because it literally changed my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to continue, you know, opening up those doors for people because bet- between what you know and who you know, that's that's like seventy percent of life right there. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to put my uh, students who look like me in better positions so they have positive post secondary outcomes. I appreciate your time, man. Keep doing what you're doing. 
keep talking about mental health, you know, depression, and 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 keep pushing these topics forward because these are the conversations we need to have more and more often. That's why I love teaching so much. I can shut my door. I got my thirty students, and um, sometimes we just you know we talk about things, and uh, right now they're missing a lot of those discussions. So. Definitely keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing this energy forward. And if uh, you need anything, I'm here for you, good brother. Yeah, appreciate it, Big Ben. ben Benjamin Slater, Mr. Slater, teacher, no advocate, father, and definitely a a model to be followed. And we talk to you soon, bro. I appreciate it. Take care. See you soon, bro. All right. Peace. Coach Kate because now when she reaches for hugs, people hold their breath because she smells of corrosion and death. Watch the company you keep and the crowd you bring because they came to do drugs and you came to sing. So if you're going to be the best, I'm going to tell you how. Put your hands in the air and take the vow. I know I can be what I want to be if I work hard at it. I'll be where I want to be. Welcome back to the I Am Somebody podcast, where every day is a fresh start. So you heard Mike Carter. You heard from Benjamin Slater. Two men, two black men. Um, One, I know they might be about 10 years, maybe 8 to 10 years apart in age. Both of them are fathers. Both of them them are in the community, uh, working with youth in a, a number of ways. However, they they have so many differences, but they are similar in a lot of ways. And what they were, what I heard them saying, is that yeah, we need to come together. Yeah, we need change. And how is it going to start? It's going to start with you looking in the mirror. You looking in the mirror, as Michael Jackson said, it starts with the man in the mirror. However, along with that, we have to collectively come together and position ourselves for change. And we have to be able to hear, not only hear, but we have to be able to listen effectively to one and to one another, although we may disagree on the uh, the tenets, so to speak, of how that change can happen. I think listening is a start as well as starting to position ourselves to take care of our community, like Mike Carter spoke about how the whites in um, Fishtown section, uh, better known as Northern Liberties now, came out to protect their uh, community, although it was done with a lot of hate and some some harmful um, information. Um, so, and, and just to end it, you know, because we know that the world is changing, you know, the youth are actually, you know, out here and they speaking up and they're being heard and things are moving, uh, on state, on local level, state level and federal level, things are moving, uh, especially for, um, the people, the people of blue or the people in blue or whatever you want to call it. Uh, those, uh, Police, uh, defunding the police, I know it doesn't mean 
take away police. No, you still need some semblance of order. However, I think for blacks, our order begins in our home and that's how we raise our children. We teach them to respect the other because once you start to respect others, you'll see a change. And not only that, the racist uh, laws and the bylaws and the, um, the articles and all of these things that are political and uh, the, 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 uh, ten, the Ten Amendments and all of these things that independence, uh, all of this, the Constitution really does not do with us, has nothing to do with Blacks, and it shows uh, even with how police um, deal with Blacks in America and, in, and across this world. Um, blacks are uh, disproportionately um, dealt with in a harmful manner. And if you don't believe me, U.S. Uh, from the U.S. News, uh, the World Report, U.S. News, uh, death from police from harm disproportionately affect people of color. This was done on June 3rd, 2020. All right. Um, it was independently compiled a database and it found that more than 1,000 people died at the result of police harm in 2019. More than 1,000. And these people are what? Unarmed. So more than 1,000 unarmed people died as a result of police harm between 2013 and 2019. And that's according to the data from mapping police violence. About one third of them were black. About 17% of the people, black people that who died as a result of police harm were unarmed a larger share than any other racial group and about one third times more than the average of 13%. Asians armed under 500, no police brutality, no harms, no death, no nothing. Blacks unarmed under 500, Hispanics under 500, whites almost at 500, unarmed. However, whites, whites are over 3,000. They have armed over 3,000, where blacks are under 2,000 and Hispanics are under 1,500 and Asians under 1,500. 3,000, but they have one of the, the 3,000, they are armed 3,000 times more and they're over or about 500 deaths. Wow. Okay. So with a lack of available, uh, uh, with a lack of available government data, mapping police violence is one of a few efforts to track information on police violence and use of force. And the researchers behind this project compiled deaths on deaths, details on deaths known to be caused by police due to being shot, beaten, restrained, intentionally hit by a police vehicle, pepper spray, taser, or otherwise by officers on or off duty. From crowdsourced databases, police reports, social media, and more. And we know that some of those deaths that occurred were not reported. And so this week or that week when the week when George Floyd happened uh, on the week of May, uh, the last week, May 25th, I believe it was, uh, who was an African-American man who died 
after white police kneeled on his neck and he was unresponsive. He's now facing, you know, charges as well as the other three uh, that stood by and watched it happen. So even after a 4% decline from 2018, the number of deaths due to police harm in 2019, it was 1,099, according to Mapping Police Violence. That was higher than in 2014. So in fact, people of color were more likely to be the victims of this harm in 2019 than they were in 2014. How come? Um, is it someone who always talking about, let's make America great again? These words are trigger words for certain type of individual. Because America most likely was never great for people of color. 54% of those who died as a result of harm from police and whose race was identified were people of color, including Asian, Black, Hispanic, Native American, and Pacific Islander individuals, compared to 50% in 2014. So the number of deaths resulted from police harm rose, you know, and from 2013 to 2019. And so all I'm saying is that our next episode, we will be talking about racism and its components, it's many types of racism, many components of racism and the impact it had on blacks all over the world. So this is Anthony Collins. I am the Mad Therapist, and you're listening to the I Am Somebody podcast, where every day is a fresh start. And I thank you for joining us, because we had a great time. I had a great time. I learned. I was inspired. I was motivated. I was encouraged. And I just love speaking to Black people who have an idea of what they want and how they're going to go about doing it. Till next time, talk to you. The world don't care when the sun goes down. The world ain't deaf. Protect me, sir. What? Protect me, sir. Who? I am not the enemy. Please don't shoot. Man, it's all cool back when we were shooting hoops. Now the streets ain't safe. And somebody call the troops. What happens in democracy? Murder is the opposite. The neighborhood watching is the neighborhood watching. They just cast each other. They got no one to chop with. Better put the world sick of what the ready pops is at. All these trendy topics. The dollars wet and dollar jack. And if you copy that, then holler back. I'm <laughs> <laughs>